Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. This, I want to give a big shout out to my local, statewide, and international listeners. And I want to thank you for listening and tuning in to today's show with my wonderful guest. Have you ever wondered why it's worthwhile to try to find your life passion? You know, there's so much written about it, so many people touting it, and so many others seeking it. But the concept of life passion doesn't make it easy to wrap your head around the reality of the outcome. For those who are already living their passion, they understand the why of it. But if you have never found your life passion, then it's hard to know exactly what you're missing. So if you've been standing on the sidelines of your life passion search, and you're wondering whether or not you should jump on the path or not, then I have a wonderful guest for you today who is going to share with you some of her many techniques that have worked for her and to heal the emotional pain and energy, as she calls it, that you may be experiencing that will allow you to move forward and be successful in the present. And I love the work that she is doing with so many individuals across the world. So I'm happy to welcome Miss Cindy Massaferro to Transformation for Success. So welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to have you here today, you know, and I'm, I'm just actually, you know, so delighted because you have so much to offer, and I've got a lot of questions that I'm sure my, my listeners will want to hear answered from you. So, listeners, I want you to know this is a show you will want to listen to live, and in case you're not able to, you, I call your friends uh, because this show is archived and will be downloaded at a later time, but... Actually, you know, what I want to say, too, is that there are questions that many of us have never heard or words that we've never really heard and questions we've never had answered. Um, And so what Cindy shares with how we are actually or maybe not aware of how our emotional wounds play such a significant role in our health and happiness, and most of all, facing our greatest fear, our fears. So before I bring Cindy on to share with us, I want to tell you a little bit about Cindy. Cindy Massafetta is a visionary. She's a motivational speaker and an international award winner and Amazon number one best-selling author of the book, Powerful Beyond Measure, Life Coach. So I know the listeners are in for a treat today. So Cindy just tell us who is Cindy Massafaro, and I want to know about you, how you got started, and what inspired you to want to help people in their personal growth and find that passion. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm so delighted to be here with your audience. So I actually am a physical therapist by profession. I really felt my hands were somewhat miraculous and and, um, Uh went into the medical field to use my hands in some form to make a difference in people's lives. And I Uh loved um, rehabilitation and and working with um, patients. But part of what I realized when I was doing that Uh is that people's symptoms were also connected to their emotional state of being. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes those emotions were had long, long roots from way back when they were very young. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their emotional connection was just from a week ago or, you know, a few weeks uh-huh. ago. And uh-huh. so I started having to, um, as we were doing the exercise, you start talking and conversing. And before you know it, we start addressing some of these self-empowering techniques and tools mm-hmm. that I've been using all my lifetime um, mm-hmm. with myself, my family, and my clients and patients with amazing results. That's wonderful. In addition, you know, in addition to being a physical therapist, I also was an ergonomist, which is a really fancy word for someone to go into typically industries to reduce mm-hmm. stress in one's life or in one's work environment. And right. let's be honest, stress is everywhere around us, yes, right, is. Barbara? Yes, Absolutely. There are all kinds of stress. I prefer to have you stress, though, but <laughs> that's just the joy so stress true. when you're getting married or you got, you're going on that great vacation you always want to go. That's what I call you stress. But most people are really, uh, in today's climate and environment, I tell you, Cindy, I'm very concerned, so I know that you are too. Um, and But share with us. Uh, because I know a part of your backstory, I call it the backstory, where you shared that your journey, uh, your own personal journey of personal growth, was tied to when your parents were divorced and how that that impacted you. Share a little bit about that, because when we go back to childhood, so many of our emotional states do begin there. Absolutely, and it's so true, and I'm happy to share this story. Um, mm-hmm. So we all are impacted when we're very young, typically before the age of eight, because mm-hmm. our brain is very soft, like a sponge, and it's taking in information from mm-hmm. the world, from your parents, from your siblings, um, environment, religion, mm-hmm. culture, all these things. It's coming in, and, and it's being absorbed, and there's an energy to everything that's being absorbed. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was one of four other um, daughters in my family. So we had five daughters my parents had. And boy, your dad must have loved that. Years. Huh? <laughs> Did you hear me, Cindy? I said, boy, your dad must have loved that. <laughs> I know. And back then we had a small little mirror, like a, an 18 by 24 inch mirror in our bathroom. I mean, this is many years oh ago. We didn't have a double sink and the big, huge, you know, eight foot mirrors. So right. it was one bathroom and, you know, it was really amazing. But we ranged from nine years old to nine months old. And I was the second oldest. I was seven years of age and my parents got divorced. And every one of us perceived that divorce differently. Mm -hmm. My eldest sister blamed my mother. She wasn't a good enough wife. That's why he was leaving. Mm -hmm. And she's now been through two divorces herself and is now still unmarried. For me, though, it was about how can a man um, say he loves us, you know, create this beautiful family and then walk away, just simply walk Mm -hmm. away never to be seen again in our lives. And so for me, the emotional wounding was about abandonment. You know, how could he just walk away and abandon us like we were mm-hmm. rubbish? Mm-hmm. And my youngest sister, nine months old, he really, she really never experienced any type of a father. You know, she was always searching for this father figure mm-hmm. that was always void mm-hmm. in her life. So mm-hmm. we all... Um, have this perception. And I really think it's important, Barbara, that we realize it's a self-perception that we Absolutely. take on this information ourselves. And I think that's really important because we're not, I'm not blaming my parents for this um, 
this divorce because I really find that this divorce was actually a win-win for me because it allowed me to grow and experience and really uh, mm-hmm. expand what I need to be learning and growing myself. I had been searching my whole entire life for my father to be saying, oh, you're just so wonderful, you're daddy's um, apple of my eye, you can mm-hmm. do no wrong, all those things that you'd want your father to right. say to you. Right, and you know, do you- I've been searching my whole life for that, you know, and wow. I really had that external mm-hmm. affirmation from people, the confirmation, mm-hmm. you know, I was in a world where... You know, when I had my ergonomic business, I had primarily worked with men, engineers, CEOs, anyone was patting me on the back. Mm-hmm. But what happened is I started to realize that this external um, source of confirmation was never filling my internal tank, if you will. And you know, I-, um, I didn't realize that until something very profound happened in my marriage one day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I realized, boy... These roots from my past were still mm-hmm. impacting me some 30-something years later, and it was simply amazing. You know, as you're talking about that, uh, I had a thought, uh, because you've, you've said a lot, and I, and I know the listeners have taken it, and one is about perceptions and how perceptions become our reality, and how out of five children uh, with the father living a home, and each one of your perceptions were different, um, and how it impacted all of you in different ways. And, but the other thing that I, I want to ask you, when things happen in your marriage, and after 30 years, I think you shared, there was, your, your husband wanted to leave. Do you feel somehow when we look back, because I've had to do this in my own life, that the fear that you had about abandonment maybe transferred itself, even un- unknowingly, in your marriage and that what you feared became a reality. Absolutely. And, of course, it was a, a sense that I didn't know I was creating this um, reality, as you were saying. But mm-hmm. it was also that uh, my husband was this wonderful, or is, where we are married still. But he came mm-hmm. one down and tears in his eyes, and he was not really typically a, a um emotional person that would share his tears very mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And he said, I love you, but I can't live with it anymore. And again, I couldn't understand the, the controversy between I love you, but then saying I can't live with, with you. Me. It was like, didn't make sense to me organically. It was, it, was, mm-hmm. um, it just didn't make sense. And what happened was, is that my need for this external confirmation was that no matter how much he did for me, I was exhausting him. It was never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And he truly loved me. There was no other woman in the life. Uh, it wasn't that. It was just that I was exhausting him because no matter what he did in what form of love, you know, we all have different mm-hmm. love actions mm-hmm. and behaviors, that it was never enough. I was exhausting it. And exactly what you said, too, there is a almost an expectation that people who love me would walk mm-hmm. out of my life. Uh-huh. And I can uh-huh. give you many other examples. Uh-huh. Um, for uh-huh. example, just a girlfriend and her husband was supposed to come over that one night for dinner. I was making a beautiful salmon dinner and I get a phone call and she said that she can't come. Her youngest child, Emily, had a fever and she, you know, wouldn't be able to come. So I understood. So then later at nine o'clock at night, I called to see how Emily was doing only to have the phone answered by a babysitter. 
Wow. And found out they went out with somebody else and that that was just an excuse. And it was like my mind perceived that as someone who loved me, we were best of friends, how Mm -hmm. could she love me and then walk away from a date we had scheduled? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I so, can tell you that this is my perception. I could, I could always seem to um, use this kind of um, headline, if you will, in the newspaper. It was my headline that no matter what was happening, when my first editor of my book walked away because she had a death in her family, again, I thought, well, she loves my story. She loves me. How can she walk away? Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. was always this perception and this energy that exactly what you said, I was creating this and I was viewing it as it mm-hmm. happened in my life as mm-hmm. this recurring pattern. And so I needed to do some internal shifting, internal resolution and healing to mm-hmm. not allow mm-hmm. this imprint continue to repeat right. itself over and over again. I really want to thank you for sharing because I know that there are many people out there who don't maybe don't recognize it in terms of when we talk about perceptions and we put labels to these emotions and things that happen. But there are so many women who have had experiences where they have had people walk away because they're so needy. And it's like two needy people will never make a whole. And so mm-hmm. and it's like no matter what he would do, you could never feel, he could never feel that void, feel that need. So I want to know, because I am so intrigued by this, this whole notion of how one gets to the point. Do we have to hurt so bad, Cindy? And oftentimes I tell people, yes, sometimes the hurt has to occur so bad that you will want to look inside and say, Lord, what must I do? To change, what must I do? Maybe that's the question. So, so what was the turning point for you? Was that a turning point for you that you began that to? The, that moment when my husband walked down and you know was ready to leave, I mm-hmm. was devastated because I'm a very extroverted woman. I'm intelligent. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that I was always asking for more, but there was a discontentment inside of me, mm-hmm. and it was actually. What I believe has actually been my soul, S-O-U-L, lesson Mm -hmm. to grow Mm -hmm. and learn, which it allowed me to write this amazing book that really has transformed thousands and thousands of people's lives. And in the first third of the book, it's broken into thirds, we are actually exploring your past and easing your pain. And I don't believe, I wasn't in pain at the time in my life and this happened. I don't Mm -hmm. think sometimes we even know that we're, um, there's a discontentment within ourselves. And so this book allows you, without going to the psychiatrist and lying on the couch and reliving your past, it's mm-hmm. about understanding the framework as to what it is that you've taken away from your past and how that has re- replicated itself throughout your life. So, for example, maybe you had alcohol parents and you have two siblings, okay? So you might be one that you always ran into the closet because you were afraid someone was going to be hitting someone. Now, maybe the other child, your sibling, your, your brother or sister, wanted to always scream and protect. And mm-hmm. so because he couldn't, it affected his vocal um, ability to, to stand so Cindy, up for what was right. And Cindy, so can I stop you right people, there? Can yeah. I stop you right there? I hate to stop you, but we've got to take a 
quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back because we want to hear more of your story and what happens when you begin to look within. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest today, Ms. Cindy Masafero. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and thank you for listening. Um, I'm talking with my guest today, Cindy Maceferro, who's a visionary, a motivational speaker, an international award winner, and Amazon number one best-selling author of the book, Powerful Beyond Measure. And we're going to talk about, uh, before we went on break, we were talking about alcoholic parents and maybe two children who have alcoholic parents and how they handle the situation different differently. So as we continue, Cindy, uh, Cindy, continue how people you talk about replicate their behaviors. Right. This is so amazing and so uh-huh. transformative, really, in your life. So here I described a, a scenario where one child always heard the parents arguing and the, the alcoholic parent was whatever, not emotionally there, abusive, verbally, physically, whatever. And this one child would just run away and... um Avoid it. And so for this particular child, let's say it's a girl, um, she may have learned that whenever there's conflict, whenever there's a verbal um, altercation, her response mm-hmm. is to withdraw, to contract, to, to remove herself. And so what this does is it impacts all your relationships, not just your family dynamics, you know, entering into healthy you know, relationships mm-hmm. with other adults, um, professional um 
working environment where, you know, your boss might be um, raising their voice and all of a sudden you just withdraw and contract and you just aren't able to, to stand up to this. Um, uh-huh. so then you can't rise to a management level. And then the other child, let's say it's a boy, is one that really wants to defend, let's say, his aunt, mother's honor and stand up to his alcoholic father. Uh-huh. And for uh-huh. him, he always wanted to scream and yell and protect but he always knew he couldn't or he'd get the, the back end of the hand or something. So this uh-huh. particular young child is going to learn that um, that you can't, he always needed to be able to stand up and verbally say something when there was a conflict, when there's an un- unjust action happening, but he learned that he wasn't allowed to or there'd be recourse. So this particular child, as he grows, is always going to have um, usually very quiet voices. They've learned uh-huh. not to express themselves. I've done so much work with people, young children who come in, and their voice is barely a whisper. And I, there's actually an energy um, disturbance uh-huh. in their throat chakra. And that uh-huh. as a Reiki master myself, I can balance that and uh-huh. harmonize the energy. And his voice would be really loud after it. But the more important thing is that he needs to realize what the limitation is that he's putting on himself based on his uh-huh. young years. And this is what's so important and so transformative, like I said, because once you can identify with clarity uh-huh. and articulate with one or two words what it is that has shaped you, has molded you, that self-perception uh-huh. that continues to repeat itself, then you can now address it in the present, which is the second third of the book, empowering uh-huh. your present and embracing yourself. And this is when you get to learn all about yourself and rediscover how amazing you are and learn to step into that weakness. And for me, it'd be stepping into, I don't need others to confirm me. I need uh-huh. to see myself as great and wonderful for the one who hides in the closet. And I'm giving these examples because our listeners are varied here, and we all have this different impact from our past. So I want to really be able to connect with your listeners to see how any of us can have different responses, and we need to step into those limitations that we've placed upon ourselves. And again, I want to reemphasize, it's we have placed upon ourselves. And I do know that then we can uncreate it as well, right? Well, I, I do believe that uh, with all my heart. But I see still so many unhappy people. I still see mm-hmm. so many people who are walking around like zombies, Cindy. Um, I'm in California. I know you're back in Cleveland. And it, it's it's Cleveland, right? I want to make sure I'm saying Actually, it right now. Connecticut, but you got the C, Connecticut, right? Connecticut, <laughs> right. And so I got the C, right? But I know that there are so many people walking around, but they are not maybe aware that they need to seek help. Uh, and yet they keep repeating a lot of these anticipated outcomes or these actions over and over again. As you look back in your experiences, um, what do you think? Well, I'm going to say this. Why do you believe, what do you believe is the number one reason why people fail or they're unhappy in, in life? Is it because they don't really visit and look within, or what do you think is the reason? So the question is, why are people unhappy in life? Is that what you're uh-huh. asking? Yeah. And what's the number one reason, do you think, from your research and your coaching practices? Right. Well, they're unhappy in life because there's a constant um, unrest of not 
receiving what they desire. And in most cases, they don't even know what they want in life. I can't tell you, I have classes of 100 people and say, well, how many of you know what you want? Right now, if you could have anything you want, what would you want? And they struggle with identifying what it is they want that would bring joy and happiness in their life. And so what happens, we've all heard the story about the hamster and the hamster wheel. We just do. We just, you know, like we're robots. We just go out to work. We bring the kids to their whatever activities. We fill our responsibilities. But there's no zest. There's no awe. There's no appreciation for life and what we want. And how can we succeed? You know, your your program Mm -hmm. is so much about success and happiness. But how can we succeed if we don't have any desires of what we really want? And and part of that 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 cycle is that we're always wanting, we're never satisfied. And I think it's so unfortunate. It's like we're always running this marathon where the end the finish line is never there. And for most people, success is an end point. And success to me is really many, many um points along the time continuum. It's right. not a final right. destination. And I'll I think it's that a journey. already up for a, <laughs> a failure because if mm-hmm. we don't reach this benchmark, if we don't reach this finish line, then we failed. And and that's unfortunate. It is. I usually will tell people success is a journey, not a destination. And so there are that. things yeah. that we experience along the journey, but to enjoy it. You know, we all long, Cindy, for happiness and and. And many struggle to live that dream of happiness. And so when we start to look at back at childhood, as you call it, childhood imprinting that happens, I have a thought, a provocative thought. How do we speak to parents today who should be more aware themselves of how their words, how their actions can cause some of this protective behavior or some of these outcomes that are negative in our children and particularly as we see a growing number of millennials today whose experiences are quite different from yours quite different from mine in terms of our upbringing so that's a question about parent you know working with adults and how can we help parents today who are raising young children who you mentioned at age eight you heard, you know, this happened to you at age eight and nine and how so much of the imprint, negative or positive, happens. And I've always been taught from zero to nine that after nine years old, it's over <laughs> in trying to really work <laughs> well, well to, to, to input. I, I and so actually talking to parents because as parents, there is no greater role, in my opinion, than to raise independent, empowered um socially active, involved, uh, productive adults. And uh, let me say it again. So empowered and independent. So Mm -hmm. that's our role as what I see as parents. And so that when you are a parent and you see you have one child that's a bully and one child that's very quiet and one child who has no, you know, voice or um, whatever it might be, maybe more creative, it's your job as the parent to say, okay, this child's quiet. How can I help him to see his voice is important, that he needs to speak his truth? That's part of a parent bringing out the child, and I don't want to say weaknesses, but it's perceived weakness by the child. And how Mm -hmm. can I encourage that to be a strength, to see and reach within this 
um, aspect. If someone's a bully, they're only a bully because they feel powerless, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they're trying to exert power over themselves and their situations. So how can you encourage someone to feel empowered and not be powerful over someone where you're equal and respectful? So I think it's very important for parents to look at our children and to see what are their strengths, what are the areas their weaknesses are in, how can I best have them see that they are this amazing Uh person. We are not perfect. We have challenges, and we have to be willing to step into the areas that are causing fear and doubt and limitations, and it's so important. Well, it is important, and it's just my thought, too, Cindy, because I am really concerned about the number of single-parent families, and when we talk about uh, encouraging and, and providing these uh, techniques and scenarios for youngsters growing up. That mother who's tired, who's worked all day, who doesn't have a father in the home, and we're seeing more and more of the single parents, it is how do we provide, you know, as coaches, as, as people who are transformative agents, um, help them begin to deal with their own issues because, you know, the old motto goes, and mine is this, you can't give what you don't have. So you've got to fill your tank before you can try to, you know, fill somebody else's tank. So many of these people, their tanks are empty. So I'm just, you know, concerned as I see the growing numbers of single-parent households, and particularly here in California, and I'm sure it's, well, it's nationwide, and that how we really got to, you know, do more work. And I know you're doing, and that's why I love having you on the show today, because you've come up with this book, which I know works. But the thing is to get people to read this book, and a lot of people aren't reading today, Powerful Beyond Measure. So as you look back, how important, and I know I've just thrown a lot of things out there, Cindy, at you, but what are you finding in, in your work that this book is really speaking to and changing people's lives? It really has to start within yourself because mm-hmm. even this single parent, and even if you're two parents, you know, one mm-hmm. might be working 80 hours a day, mm-hmm. so they feel, or 80 hours a week, um, so they might be feeling that, they are a single parent. You know, there are so mm-hmm. many stresses on the family unit. And remember oh that the children are being impacted, but the parents are bringing into the family dynamics their own childhood wounds. You know, yes. so maybe this, let's say the single parent, this mother, is um, coming from a divorced parent, or maybe her mother really was a weaker, um, submissive woman, which often, you know, in the millennium, mm-hmm. they're past parents, um, women take a more submissive role. Men were the dominant controlling authorities. And so here this woman who's a single parent, she's bringing into the family dynamics that women are submissive, women are weak. Um, and so she's bringing that in. And so she mm-hmm. may be taking the passive role, this is what I have to continue to do, or she might mm-hmm. say, I have to do better, I have to be better. And all this stress she's putting on herself to try to be a better parent even though she's alone, is really affecting the dynamics in her own children. And the children Mm -hmm. are being perceived, their perception is taking on what the mother is responding. Can't the mother just say, listen, 
I can only do so much. I need to have support. I need you to help with the chores. And it allows the children to see that mom can still be perfect even with her imperfections, even because she's trying to take down the job and also carry on the family responsibility, have her children do the sports or their extracurricular activities. But mom is still a mom, and she has, she doesn't have to be the super mom. And it's important for us to share our emotions. You know, so often we're told to repress our emotions. Don't let people know. It's like you wear a mask. People ask you, how do you feel today? Well, you could feel terrible, but you don't let people know that. And, you know, you, you, this just happened with Las Vegas, the shooter. I mean, to think that this person has so much agony within himself, so much disdain for life, so much anger and just this resentment within him to go and kill this mass killing. It's horrific, but can you imagine the emotional turmoil that resides within this person? And we are in a society, as you said, in the world, that our mental emotional health is really a subject matter of to be concerned with. And that the more we can disclose how we feel and be authentically true with ourselves and with others around us, it allows for a, a better healing and um, a, a recognition as to what you need to step into to make action steps to improve it. You know, when we, when we don't believe what's happening, then we can't take a course of action to change it. We need to be our own captain of our own ship, and we need to know the troubled waters that we're in. And um, creating... What we ultimately want is nice, smooth water, to have an inner peace within ourselves, to have harmony, to find that there is chaos around us, but within us we are at peace, and that when we can live from a peaceful state of being within ourselves, we can handle the external stress much better. Give me three steps, Cindy, that you would talk to the listeners today that they can take to find that trapped emotional energy and some of the debris, debris within us. Three steps for my listeners today. So the three steps are the three steps in my book, which is exploring your past, empowering mm-hmm. your present, and then working into your vision. How do you envision your future? And as you just brought up, Barbara, the energy that is trapped within us, think of it as taking up residence, like it's a house, a structure that forms and um, actually has a location within your body. For some people, it might reside in your stomach where you might feel powerless. For some, it might be in your throat. You have no voice. Others, your heart. You're very much emotionally Mm -hmm. um, impacted. So it actually resides there and it affects the energy. It affects the cells within Mm -hmm. you and it affects the health within you. And eventually, the um, physical manifestation of symptoms will be You know, cancer is so rampant out there, and, you know, it's been proven that usually cancer is a form of anger, repressed anger about something, and it can affect all different organs. And so we have to understand that there's an energy that is residing with us that um, is very easily triggered and can magnify. Think of a small little smoldering fire, and it doesn't take much to to trigger it, to make it become a blaze, and that this just escalates and it affects our internal health and absolutely affects our physical health and also what happens in our health of our life, meaning how is your relationships, how is your success, how is your happiness. All of this is affected by our internal health, 
And so we must start there in understanding what it is that we are experiencing within mm-hmm. ourselves. So exploring your past is the first thing that one does. Do you know how hard that is for people to do, Cindy? <laughs> You know, it can be hard, but actually most people, when they actually go through the book and there's lots of exercises and questions, and again, you're not having to relive it. And and for some, it is. Some people find it's the most challenging part of the book because you're, you're taking ownership and it's not blaming your alcoholic parents. I'm not blaming my parents because my father walked away. I look at it as this is my past, the good and the bad, because some parents have... Some families have wonderful pasts, okay, mm-hmm. and that's, that's fine, but it could be maybe where you are in the family line. Maybe you were the middle child and felt nobody saw you, or maybe you were the youngest child and no one saw you. There was no time left over for you. But we all have an imprint, in, uh, an outcome okay. that we receive. And okay. doesn't mean you have to come from bad parenting or a f- yes. bad family dynamics. It's just always still going to be an imprint. It's always still going to be an imprint. from it. You're so right. And, you know, I hate to tell you this, but we are going for another break. And we're going to be right back because there's more questions I've got for Cindy before I let you go today. Cindy? (laughs) Great. (laughs) So, uh, listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to be right back after a quick commercial break. Okay. Thank you for listening with my guest today, Cindy Massafaro. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to today's show with my guest, Cynthia Massafero. And we are talking about to this powerful woman who is a powerful, pardon the pun, but powerful beyond measure life coach. She's also a recognized expert on bridging the science between spirit and our limitless human potential. And so we've been having a great discussion today on how some of our childhood imprinting and the things that we take on based on our perceptions causes us to create a lot of behavior which is not necessarily desirable and learn expectations and actions, as she calls it, 
that we see repeating themselves over and over again. And sometimes I know we wonder, where did this come from? Where, why do I keep repeating the same negative behaviors over and over again? So she also has given us some steps out of her book, uh, Powerful Beyond Measure, which I'm going to share at the end of the show. You can go and purchase three steps and Cindy, you were expanding on the three steps, and one was exploring your past. The second step was empowering. Would you give us the second step again? Sure. It's empowering your present and embracing yourself. And what I really want to bring up here, Barbara, because you mentioned it, and I think it's so applicable, is Mm -hmm. that no one can create the changes in your life and in your own persona but yourself. And right. this is really, I think, so pivotal because I know you also work and you with transformation and self-growth that you also have shared with me that we similarly experience the same thing with our clients and our students, and that is that they have a hard time doing this on their own. And I want to encourage people, this does not have to be a... Um, a stone that you're not able to pick up and throw, okay? This Mm -hmm. is really about empowerment, self-empowerment. This is about you claiming your own power within yourself that you get to claim and decide what you want to experience within your body and how you want to experience your life. That means success. That means happiness. That means gratitude. That means joy and love, inner peace, all of this. No one... Absolutely no one can produce this for yourself. It must start within yourself. And, you know, everybody always says, I don't care how many coaches, how many people I've had on the show, even from a business perspective, they talk, it has to start with you. You have to own you. And I love some of the things that you're saying. You know, when you talked about how a lot of the negative energy transfers itself into physical, which becomes cancer of the body. I call it also checking cancer of the soul, which metastasizes into physical pain. So, Cindy, I want to thank you for sharing that. Now, your last uh, step was looking at your failure. Is that? No. So the first one is the past. Then we go Mm -hmm. into the present. And the last third of the book is envisioning your future. Okay, your future. Envisioning your possibilities. So it's all about how do you create this future? You know, so we we figured out what was holding us back from the past, right? Mm -hmm. Then we decided we started to love ourselves. We wanted to create this inner peace, the inner health with ourselves improved energy, vitality, clarity in what we want, what brings joy in our life. That's all in the present. And now we're like, okay, so what do we really want? What's our passion? What's our purpose? What do we want in our future, which we can never live in? We cannot live in the future. We can only live in the present. But we can imagine, think of your mind imagining what it is that you want to bring to your present. And there's this beautiful ways for me to help you to create this limitless. Really, we have no limits on our what our future can be that can be lived in the present. We are always the ones that put up our fences that limit us in some way that we don't experience this whatever success is, whatever abundance is, whatever is true joy. So we can experience all of those things by creating them in our future, which we bring into our present. And it's so, so attainable. And this is the miraculous um, 
really gift that is given through my book, Powerful Beyond Measure. People say to me, this is a conglomeration of all the wonderful transformation books out there. Echo um, Tolley, you know, Marianne Williamson, all these wonderful, and they said, this book has that, all so much out there, but it's so attainable, and you're given a workbook to go with it, you're giving really amazing meditations that I give you free audios with, too, that help you release the energy, the trapped energy. This is what's really wonderful. I'm giving that away to everyone on the call today, free, and it's called the Heart Home of Healing Meditation, and it's amazing. It actually releases the trapped energy within you. I people that email me say, oh my gosh, my back pain that I've had for my whole life has gone away. And back pain, low back pain is feeling unsupported in your life. If that's your little thing, unsupported, everyone's always not there for you, then you may have back pain because that's what you experience. And that's the energy where it resides within your body. So this amazing meditation really can help heal, release, and then um, fill your heart back up with this amazing pure light of energy and love and, and health. And then that's going to course through you. It's almost like your perspiration. I like to say this, Barbara, that it's what you perspire. It's just like I was perspiring to my husband. I needed, needed, needed more. And so your perspiration is now going to be shifted when you have this inner healing. And then you're going to be seen as this amazing individual with, with vitality and a zest and a, appreciation for life and, and know that you're a loving person and people are going to gravitate to that to see that love because you see it within yourself. And this book, I promise you, Powerful Beyond Measure, will not only transform your life, but it will also create this inner peace, this flow that allows the universe, and if you believe in God, to continue to support you into your path that will bring you your greatest joys. It's, you know, I could talk about this forever. I mean, there are so many things, but I really encourage all your listeners, Barbara, to realize that there are no limitations until you place limitations on yourself. And you do not want other people to dictate your life, what you need to have happen in your life. You must take ownership and stop the critiquing and the yes. judgment that we do upon ourselves and others. It's so just um, self-destructive. I think that's great. And it's very well put, Cindy, that you shared this because I know the first thing that we talk about is that inner love of self. And it is so important that people begin to realize you're valuable, you're important, you are loved, and you must love yourself. And I thank you for sharing that. I want to ask uh, a question. Uh, what was your moment in the sun? <laughs> what was your moment in the sun? Can you just define what you mean by the moment in the well, sun? Well, one of your greatest, greatest successes. I call it a moment in the sun, one of my greatest successes. Okay. Well, I look at my entire life of teaching and inspiring people and empowering as a um, the conduit for me to be this amazing, and I can say that not as an egotistical person, but I know I am a powerful speaker and transformative leader and coach that, you know, people work with me just, you know, eight weeks and they now have to work with me again because the issues are resolved. They have the skills that to continue on and uh, live a life that really brings purpose. And I have 
so many amazing healings that people who have had fibromyalgia for 50 years and it's gone. People who mm-hmm. have um, knuckle pain that they can barely bend and just tapping and releasing some energy there, totally gone in a week. And they were supposed to have a knuckle replacement. I mean, I have so many healings and it's not just me doing Reiki because often I don't even do Reiki on them. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's understanding the energy that holds us back and holds us uh-huh. down. And it's just amazing how you can really be empowered to change that. And it's, it's really a gift to understand that you hold all the keys to your uh-huh. success. Uh-huh. Tell me, on the opposite end of the spectrum here, when I talk about your moment in the sun, since you have become the practitioner of Reiki and you're doing a lot of work, what has been your greatest disappointment? You know, I don't look at anything as a disappointment. You know, I will tell you this, that the way I look at this is I believe that this is my divine calling, meaning mm-hmm. that this book I was supposed to write, this all the speaking engagements all over the country and workshops, and that I never look at anything as that I wish I had more. I don't look to say, oh, I wish I had sold 10,000 books instead of 2,000 books. I'm just giving an example here. Because I, I look at it that if this is my divine calling, that everything aligned with this is always provided for me. And if it only is 2,000, then that's fine. I'm okay with that. I don't put contractions on me and and limitations and stress because I am fully enjoying and loving what I am doing. So I try not to place any um, positioning of lack, L-A-C-K, because Mm -hmm. in my book I talk about lack. You're not having enough, not having enough love, not having enough book sales, not having enough people attending the program. And I use the word lack as an acronym. L is for love, A Uh is for acceptance, C is for compassion, and K is for kindness. And that goes to myself and to the project I'm working on and to the people I work with. And when you look at things from love, acceptance, compassion, and kindness, there is no, you know, negative thought because you're always Uh saying, then this is what was supposed to be. And it's a much more peaceful state of being. So that's where I try to reside and um, am blessed with all that I receive and feel very grateful for it. And that's wonderful. You know, I know that you've been teaching and inspiring thousands of people over 40 years. That's a long time, lady, <laughs> that you have been shining well, your light. I think we all are. I think, you know, there's a, the famous saying that when a student is um, ready, a teacher appears. I also think it's the opposite way around. When a teacher is ready, a student will appear. And every one of your listeners, and you too, we have been students and we are teachers. And often when we are counseling others, it's the exact words we need to hear for ourselves. And that comes from our inner knowing. And we didn't get to talk much about our intuition. I talk about it in my book. But that Mm -hmm. inner voice of self, of your soul, we are not our physical body. Physical body is just the vessel that allows us to navigate this gravity-fed earth Mm -hmm. and that we are not that. We are our soul. We are a spirit. And that inner wisdom is always present. And when we find that inner quietness, that we can hear that wisdom. And that is really where we can become the teacher and give and support so many others as well. 
how does one identify their soul lessons? Because you've made references to the soul, which I, I concur. We are spirit, soul, and body. But when you talk about soul lessons, because the soul, for me, is your will, your intellect, your emotions. So how do you, um, a person, how are they able to identify their soul lessons in your, from your point of view? Well, for me, I believe our soul lessons are tied to the aspect that we need to learn and grow from. So if it's that child who was hiding in the closet, she Mm -hmm. needs to learn to stand up, whether she might become a Martin Luther King and Mm -hmm. stand up for, you know, that which is Mm -hmm. not right or not just. You know, so we all have to actually stand in our presence of uncomfortableness and that's part of our spiritual curriculum, I like to call it. So if everyone uh, okay. puts their hands together and opens them up, you have a mm-hmm. spiritual book. This is your, if you believe in the Akashic Records, this is what you're supposed to be learning and growing in this physical lifetime. And so every chapter is another year of your life, another aspect, that is another wonderful. decade. We're going to have to close the show, Cindy. I'm so sorry. We've got just a few minutes left. And I I just want to thank you for sharing that because I think the the total point of that is that the soul is tied to the aspect of the lessons that we must learn while we survive on this earth. And I just want to thank you today for taking time from your busy schedule to really, really tune in and share with our listeners today on this wonderful show. And I want to close by saying to all my listeners, there's nothing as important as passion. No matter what you want to do with your life, be passionate about it because we all have something that makes us feel alive. So find it, get that little extra meaning to life, that activity that gives you a sense of fulfillment and get that book that Cindy has written called Be a Powerful Beyond Measure. And Cindy, your website address is, give it to her real quickly. It's my name, CynthiaMazzaferro.com, or you can get their PowerfulBeyondMeasureBook.com, whichever way you okay. want to go. That's www.CynthiaMazzaferro, that's M-A-Z-Z-A-F-E-R-O.com, and you can get her book, powerful beyond measure and again cindy thank you and have a great day and to all my listeners out there be blessed be transformed forever and i'll see you next week we appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time That's 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time and 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.